This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 260, Life Transformation Through Contractual Wealth with Chris Prefontaine. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. You know, I think that in many ways, there are two kinds of people in the world. One would find themselves in a tricky spot when they don't have the resources they need to solve a problem and they just give up. Can't do it. Impossible. Sorry about it. And then the other group of people, when they're faced with the same constraints, will seek out innovation. And one of my favorite quotes of all time from my wonderful wife is the quote, constraints drive innovation. And I'd say that's no more true than with our guest today, Chris Prefontaine. Chris is the best-selling author of the 2017 book, Real Estate Investing on Your Terms and the New Rules of Real Estate Investing. He's a real estate investor with over 27 years of experience in the field, and he's the founder of the Smart Real Estate Coach and host of the Smart Real Estate Coach podcast. Chris and his family are still acquiring five to 10 properties every month and controlling between 20 and $30 million of real estate all done on terms without using their own money or debt or signing for loans. If you want all the detail on his strategy, go back and listen to episode 125. We talk about in the episode today how Chris has a strong distaste for banks, but he's figured out a way to participate in his favorite asset class, that is real estate, without using banks, but rather learning how to bank on yourself. We talk about building contractual wealth instead of just paper wealth that goes up or down with the markets that can be here today and then poof, gone tomorrow. Chris also mentions how he's set up several policies and he gets into how he's used his policies to better his financial life, that of his family, and that of his business. So I hope you enjoy this wide-ranging interview with my good friend, Chris Prefontaine. Chris, welcome back to the show. Well, always good to be here, my friend. Good to hang out. You're not just a podcast guest, although all of our guests are VIP, truly, but you are VIP of the VIP, I'd say. <laughs> I love getting to hang out with you, chat with you. This is your second time on the show. If folks want to go back and hear your first episode, it was episode 125, How to Acquire 10 Properties a Month with No Money Down. You know, as a certified financial planner, I have to think pretty carefully about the titles I put on these podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so writing something like how to acquire 10 properties a month, a month with no money down, that sounds too good to be true. Could you just describe what is buying and selling real estate on terms? Yeah. So, so let me use the word creative real estate because that seems to connect with more people. Terms was more of a lifestyle thing I said on terms and me and it meant the numbers, the math and my life. But terms is really creative real estate, lease purchase, owner financing and subject to existing financing. That's that's what it means. It means being creative in, inside the real estate deal outside of the conventional world. Before I started doing creative real estate in terms, aggressively, pointedly focused and build what we built, I, I knew it existed, of course, owner financing, et cetera. But I never practiced it, and I and I had done brokerage and building and all kinds of things. So conventional is what I knew, and it is you put down a down payment anywhere from whatever three percent to twenty five percent, right? If you if you're doing something jumbo or commercial, and then you take out a loan. The loan is such that most of that's going to be interest at the beginning, as you know. 
And that's, so that's just what people are used to. Or if you're in the investment world, I'm going to borrow money or I'm going to borrow someone else's money to, to buy real estate. All of which since the crash, I say, no, don't do that. You don't have to do that. Um, buying creatively with lease purchase. Let's just go that route, Mark, because for a new person, it's, they can touch it. It's not a, a big risk. And why I say that is all of our lease purchase agreements are built with a $10 deposit, 10. You know, some of the players in our community who have, who have done a dozen of those and they were never in real estate before and amassed a million bucks of, of paydays. So it just means that I'm going to tie your home up with a contract that says I'm, I'm in a lease purchase arrangement with you. I have equitable interest in your home. It also gives me a right to go out and find my buyer, install my buyer in your property that I now control. And I'm sort of in the middle. They call it a sandwich lease in all but one state. You can do that. Uh, that's one of three ways we buy, but that's what I meant by it's, it's pretty much, I don't want to say risk-free ever, right? But they're putting down 10 bucks. They're not transferring deed. They're not paying closing costs. They're coordinating a creative deal. Uh, I can go deeper, but that's in a nutshell. You've got a seller, you look for a buyer, and you're helping to make that arrangement happen with a contract. So far, is that Correct. kind of a simplified way to think about that? Okay. Yeah, cool. it is. And I want to be careful because I was a realtor for 18 years and I know there's realtors out there and I'm not a licensing authority by any means, but the fact is it's not a service because I'm, I'm going to go on title. I'm going to cloud that title. I have an equitable interest in that home. As such, I'm a partner with the owner and then I go find the buyer for us. Yeah. That's a great distinction. Yeah. That flies in the face of just the traditional, I got to use a bank. I got to get a mortgage. I got to get approved. I got to dump in five or even six figures of my own money into a, a dead asset called a house. I don't believe that they are assets in many ways. I don't see ATMs on the side of my house anyway. They're not spitting out Great. money. Uh, they're more like liabilities. You know, I got to fix the roof. You got to fix the kitchen sink, whatever. You've described something in just a sentence or two, a couple of sentences there that could just change, revolutionize how people understand real estate. How do you see this happening now with the members in your community? Well, okay, a couple of things you hit. So if I don't answer directly, tell me. Part of our mission is to really disrupt the market. I have a, a strong distaste for using banks, me personally, because of the crash. But I also caution other people, even if you're a new first-time buyer, that you don't understand what you're getting into and you sign your life away to the bank because they have to do their job. No offense to them, but they just, uh, they'll come look at you if something happens. So in the community, people are changing, not just their life. That's cool. That's part of our purpose too, to help them create a life for their dreams. But think about this. When they put a deal together, Mark, buyer and seller, like you just referenced, they're affecting two more families, but more importantly, they're affecting them for generations. Meaning some of these people thought they were done, like literally tears in their eyes. I didn't think I ever could buy. I thought I was stuck because my home was upside down, whatever. And now they relay that to their family, presumably, and affect generational wealth. Yeah. Well, that's true. And, and in fact, you have a contract which has stipulations. And if it's a well-written contract, there's some protections for you and all parties where it's a win, win, win for all parties. The same is true with life insurance contracts. Any kind of insurance contract is literally that. It's contractual wealth rather than paper wealth. Uh, and through that contractual wealth, you have life transformation. As you said, families' lives are changed. People get that house they never thought they could get. People leave an inheritance to their kids that they never thought they could leave. The, the list goes on and on. And it's inspiring to see the clients that we've worked with, but also to see your community. Tell us a bit more about the Wicked Smart community life that you guys are building with the events. Yeah, I think this is cool that you brought it up only because especially now when there's uncertainty in the market and chaos in the market, if you listen to the media, you'll never call a seller in your life. You'll think, oh, the sky's falling. 
that's exactly, exactly, exactly when you need to be in the business. So, and I'll talk about the perfect store if you want in a second, but let me talk about the community. So thank you for bringing that up. The community wise, when someone comes in, first of all, they have to apply and they don't all get accepted. In the coaching world, I literally have gotten calls from educators and coaches that you what? Like you didn't, you don't accept people. They want to pay you. No, they've got to line up with our company values. And if they do, and we think they're a good fit for what we call a wicked smart community, terrific. Then we're going to grow uh, astronomically with it the, because they're going to be added to it. One equals 10 times. The, the neat thing is when I brought being needing a guide, this is a weird time. And, and then all of a sudden now we get the thing going on in Russia, like things continually change. Are they going to stop changing? Nope. They're going to continue to change. So what do you got to do? You got to get good at being able to change and pivot and understand how to be the, the kind of the master transaction engineer and be around people that know how to support that. That's kind of cool. Uh, the only two times in life where I took a skid was when I didn't have a coach. I didn't figure that out until about two years ago. I went, wait a minute. Two things were the same and they were two decades apart. Two things were the same, no coach. Mm. So how about not just a coach, but how about you get around a bunch of people? And in our Slack community, for example, is 140 or 50 that's pretty cool. You have a challenge mental, you have a challenge of family, you have a challenge of the deal. You get on there and you, you ask the community. So all that to say, it's very family oriented. And so that fits for a lot of people. It doesn't fit for everybody, but it's very, very close knit uh, community. Yeah. Top so you got, you got daily rhythms of the Slack community. You've got yep. kind of weekly or bi-weekly Zoom meetings, I assume, where you're training weekly. and doing office hours. Okay. Yep. And then tell us about some of the events that you guys do throughout the year. Yeah, sure. So I'll go from there and I'll go through the year. So we, we do this on purpose, Mark, when I was in, um, as a broker back in the nineties, but I would always make sure that quarterly I was, I was going to something to immerse myself in it. Not to, there's nothing new, frankly, that the guy was teaching from stage, he probably repeated the same stuff. But the fact is I needed to keep myself immersed in it. That was important. So we have June suburb deals. That's a one day virtual event. It'll probably stay virtual. It's the nature of that event. And all day, all day, if you're not used to what we do, we outline deals, we whiteboard them, and we show the audience, you, the listener right now, how the three paydays work, which we've trademarked federally. Well, that's pretty neat because you have proof of concept there. That's exactly what we need on a continuum basis. So summer deals is all day, deal after deal after deal, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, next event kind of in order would be the September Quantum Leap System event, QLS. That event, I'm happy to say in 22 is going to be live back in the ballroom. So that'll be three years since the, the last one that came out. That's crazy. Uh, after that, we'll, we're now into the new year and that's going to be the Wicked Smart Kickstart. That focuses more on mindset to start the year properly. And then the, the next one, which we just ended here, is the Wicked Smart Summit, which takes place usually end of March, beginning of April. They're all themed a bit differently because let me point this out. I know it might be a little bit, I hope it's not too far off the question. And that is, we teach the same base course. Well, then why the heck do some people do a deal in 32 days and some people do a deal in 365? Like that's happened. That's real. And then everything in between. Why is that? We teach the same thing. I'm the same person. It's because they need the other pieces of what we call the genius model, mindset, skill set, and systems. And all those events address those in some shape, form, or fashion. Mindset, skill set, systems. I want you to just yeah. take a few minutes and describe how those integrate into your personal philosophy for work and life, because you're, you're living what you're saying, Chris. Yeah. I see it. I mean, I've been privileged and honored to get to work with you know, many of the members of your community, they've, many of them have become clients and it's been a privilege to hear them say 
those three words, mindset, skill set, system. Right. You say right. it. What is that? What do those three words mean to you? How do you integrate that into your business and your personal life? Yeah, you know, in hindsight, this is easier, but we don't know it's steps till we get in the trenches. And and you and I have been building business, we understand this. Skill set, quite frankly, easy to teach you. You can come to the summer deals or you can go on YouTube and watch 150 deals be done and go, well, okay, skill wise, I get it. They talk to me about how I can speak to sales. Okay, I get that. I can learn that. I can memorize, learn, internalize. Systems, tell me what system you're using. Tell me what CRM, tell me what automation, tell me what list. Systems, okay, I can learn that too. What they what is lo a longer process and much more than people realize is the mindset piece. And it's not the fluff, the, the foo-foo. It's, wow, I'm going from a job to being an entrepreneur or even harder, I think, I'm going from solo entrepreneur to building a business if that's what they want. We can do both, but either way, it's a different deal. We have a guy in California, for example, who said to me, man, I actually did a little better in your program when I had my job and I knew I had, I had that and I knew how to juggle the schedules. And then he said, I got on my own and I went, oh, I, no one's telling me what to do. Crazy. Now he's, he's had huge success now, but his first jump off the cliff, he, he was like, oh, oh, this is weird. So mm -hmm. it's just a lot bigger than people think. When I had Brian Tracy on, I think you may have heard me say this on my podcast, he talked about that and he talked about like a seven year cycle that it takes to go through all this learning. It's a lot more than you think, but if you submit to it, it's a blast. You just got to stay immersed with the right people. You've built an incredible culture of growth and health, I think, at your company. You've got a family-focused company. In fact, a lot of your partners and employees are members of your actual family. What practices do you instill in your employees to help just spur them on toward growth? I think the main thing is you talk about rhythm in the Wicked Smart community, but the main thing in our company is exactly that. It's meeting rhythm and culture. So since December of 17, uh, we've been a member of elite uh, entrepreneurs. And I, so I credit them, I really do. It's not something I invented, but a rat, with their help, we've established a mission of the values and the purpose of the company that we live by, that we hire by, fire by, bring associates on and students. Everything is by that. And then there's a meeting rhythm that goes along with that. So we take painstakingly, take trimester meetings and pull people out and do planning. It's not easy. And now mm -hmm. we've hired a facilitator to do that so that we can step back and actually participate, which is really cool and keeps our brain clear. That meeting rhythm and culture, we've had people say, Mark, they come into the, our meetings for the first time and they say, I've been in big companies. Like, I don't see this happening. And it's funny, I read a book recently, I think it's called The $100 Million Exit. You'd love it. And he said that companies like that he's seeing a $100 million, $200 million range, they don't do it. Hmm. It's crazy. Wow. So that's what I credited to. Well, and if folks want to learn more about elite entrepreneurs, the group that Chris just referenced, go back and listen to episode 201, the five stages of business growth with Brett Gilliland. And uh, that's the group that you introduced me to, Chris. So thank you for that. Awesome. Um, and, I know he's on. That's great. Yeah. Now, again, like I said, at the top of the episode, you're not just another guest on our podcast. What's that experience been like for you? Maybe just tell the story of kind of where things were from the last time or you were on our podcast and the first time I was on your podcast till today? Well, I think what got us into the fold together, me to you, is that I had a, a policy that was frankly the wrong policy, but I didn't know it. You found it. We fixed it. That was probably in the first episode. Since then, I've added policies for the grandkids, several for us personally. And definitely since then, I know from a time standpoint, we added corporate policies and are about to add another one. Mm -hmm. So... I think it's really cool with the predictability and, and how we do that together. That's personal. And then to your point, uh, unbeknownst probably to the listener, we don't bring people like you 
to our community that haven't been vetted and that we work, don't work with. Like if I don't work with someone, I can't go to my community and go, yeah, go ahead and talk to this person just because we have an arrangement with them or because we might get an affiliate fee. No, none of that. So we gladly brought you to the community. And now it's cool because people can do what we teach them, go out and develop payday one, twos, and threes on their deals. And then they could start to, either they use profits first or some other bucket method and they start to funnel money into the different vehicles that you've created with them. That's pretty neat. So they look back five years from now and it's not even the same animal. It's not even the same animal three years from now when they do it right with you and I. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's truly remarkable how the two strategies blend together. I talked earlier about how we both use contracts to build transformation in people's lives, Chris, but now we're talking about how specifically bank on yourself designed whole life insurance couples with the three paydays. Again, guys, go back and listen to episode 125 if you want to get all the details. But Chris, could you just sort of give us a timeline of just your typical three payday event uh, with the yep. teaching that you offer your uh, your members? Yeah, and just for context for the listeners, I, I mean, I did deals for a lot of years before we did terms, and I, I have no complaints about the one checks I got on those deals. It treated me quite well for most years. But it's better to get paid three times in, in anyone's world as an entrepreneur, the three paydays being now, when you do a deal, monthly over time and then long-term, that's a good formula. So to answer your question on the timeline, there's two answers actually. One is a person comes into the community, they need that money. In other words, they're counting on it for income. It's not like extra in their IRA. If that's a scenario, which is most of the people, then for the first like 10 deals, eight to 10, we're going to focus on getting them cashed out somewhere between one and three or four years max so they can get these three paydays going. However, once they get kind of like that eight to 12 range, let's say instead of eight to 10, we do what we call wealth stacking, which are in the process of trademarking as well. And that is, okay, now we have a portfolio that's shorter term. Now that you don't quote unquote need every penny coming out of every deal, let's create some of these deals or let's transfer these deals into 15, 10, 15, 20, 30 year deals and do it pointedly handpicked certain properties out of the portfolio. At the summer of deals, Mark, you might've seen, we'll do it, we'll do it here coming up. We will take a student, we'll pull their portfolio up publicly and do some wealth stacking techniques so that you, the viewer, the listener can say, oh, cool. I now to get my income going and cranking at average. These things average anywhere between 50 and 250 grand a deal. So we can get you there and then we can show you how to wealth stack it for future wealth creation. You said wealth creation, that's got my CFP antenna raised, but essentially there's some sort of upfront lump sum that the, the transaction. The transaction engineer. Yeah, yeah. That's the person in the helm, just understanding how to structure that deal. But the first payday, I throw out a number quick, but the first payday for, for us is around 28 grand. That's a significant upfront. Yep. And then there's a monthly couple hundred bucks a month, let's say on an average deal that, that you or one of your associates and one of the members of your community are receiving. And then there's a lump sum at the end, at the end of that three years, let's say, uh, that you might get, which might be anywhere from say 50 grand or, or higher. Yeah, there's some nice ones. Like now the community as a whole, this is pretty neat, is getting more and more savvy. They get, they understand more intricately how to be that transaction engineer and how to eke out the most out of the three paydays. And so we've had payday threes, gosh, for as far back as I could remember into the 20 steady now, because we've been at so long and they're the six figures and wow. we'll have them for the foreseeable future. So yeah, they used to be in the 30, 40 range is starting to increase because we, we get better and better at deal structure. So 
you just brought up uh, wealth stacking and you know my my mind hears that and thinks okay this is the money that you're not needing at the grocery store right now uh, you don't need that for basic living or business operation expenses you know someone once taught me mark money has to live somewhere and it's either going to live in your grocery budget or it's going to go into something that you're going to put away for the future and we both agree that one of the best places to park cash until you need it again is a bank on yourself designed whole life policy. Uh, a lot of your associates, Chris, and uh, for a lot of folks listening, the idea would be that as you get those windfalls here on payday one and maybe payday two, those monthly recurrings, and then payday three, you're dumping in these irregular or steady lump sums coming from your terms, your creative real estate business, putting it into something that you own and control and has some guarantees built in that you have liquid access to that's totally tax-free if we design it correctly, that's going to build some significant solvency to your business, some peace of mind for your, your future as well as your present. And ultimately, what are we doing the whole three paydays for in the first place, if not for someday, hopefully doing not retirement. I'm actually not going to use that word. I'm going to call it rewirement for the next chapter of your life. What are you going to do with all these paydays except hopefully give yourself a better lifestyle and give it to your kids as well. So again, the life insurance contract fits really nicely with the model you've created for your community, Chris, um, and for yourself personally. You know, I, I think it's just neat to see, you know, now we're a few years into this work together. It's really awesome to see people in your community financially benefiting from some of the, the nitro and glycerin we have to offer uh, your associates. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I agree. When it comes to where we're at right now in the real estate space, you know, a lot of people are coming to me and saying, well, Mark, home prices are at record levels. Maybe interest rates are going to go up, maybe not as the course of the year goes through. Does this real estate environment make your work harder or easier or neither or both? It makes it easier. I get asked this all the time. So a couple things to consider. First of all, stop listening to the media. I don't care what market we're Good in. Answer. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that every time I'm on. It's sort of a perfect storm if I can use that cliche. And here's why, Mark. The market's going to change this year. We don't know how. The market's going to change for the next decade or two or three. It's, I've been at it three decades. So if we know that and we're committed to creating wealth in real estate and then using your back end to go ahead and parlay wealth that way, then why not learn how to pivot and be in every market? That's where the wealth's created. The wealth's not created by trying to time the market. Stop that. You can't time the stock market and you can't time the real estate market. It's a bunch of hogwash. If mm. someone's telling you that, please don't listen to them on CNBC or wherever else yeah. they are. So perfect storm, why? Whether interest rates go up or not, they're saying they're going to, but whether they do or not, that's going to sideline a bunch of buyers who are on the cusp of, of qualifying. Therefore, sellers are going to, the demand is going to come down a little bit. More and more people are going to need your guidance. Sadly, those buyers need your guidance if you're an investor because we help them. That's the whole thing. It's a super healthy relationship. Are there challenges already? I wouldn't have known this two months ago because of what's going on in Russia. Oh yeah, sure. It's causing panic. So people are now making crazy decisions because they're listening to the media, but that's where we commit. The consumer reports or surveys are all time high. COVID had started this, but now it's at an all time high again with people saying they need a trusted guide. And when you are the authority in this space, like Mark is and his, you can be the guide. And when, and when you can help that many people, you're creating some serious, serious wealth. So it, it, it couldn't be a better time. Learn how to pivot in each market and capitalize on that by helping a whole bunch of people. You've been doing this for three decades, Chris. And first of all, congratulations. You know, Thanks. what percentage of businesses even make it three months, let alone 30 years. So yep. way to go, man. Um, if you were to do this all over again, what's the first thing you would do 
And what are some of the key skills you feel like you'd want to make sure were you know baked in right from day one? I have, I've always been a big advocate, as you know, of coaches, right? I've had at least one, if not one or two or three at a time, always, except for twice in my life when I was hurt because of it. I, I got too comfortable, too cocky. So why am I sharing that? Because if I had to do it again, the only thing I do differently is I, I like the coaching thing again, but I would stay with someone like, let's say this niche or your niche, doesn't matter. Selling popcorn, whatever you want to be good at. Right. Find someone and do that for at least at least three years. Blinders on. So you are just sick of hearing about it and you feel like you've used every ounce of energy from that coach or community. And it could take seven years, but I'm just using three for a bare minimum. Could take 10, but you've got this stuff for life. And, and the reason I'm saying that is these pivots in the market, all these weird things going on, you need someone to say to you, left turn, right turn, straight, back it up, go faster. And if you don't have that, you have someone just kind of, oh, I'm going to be a life coach. Be careful. Go with someone that you can stay with for a long time because they've been at it a long time. Does that make sense? That's how I do differently. You've brought up coaches now twice here today. And I just want to touch yeah. on that for just a quick minute as we're wrapping up. But I want to really hear from you. When do you know you're sitting in front of the real deal? And when is it just paper tiger, so to speak? I'm going to go personal in business on this, okay? From a personal standpoint, you've got to, in my opinion, you got to be behind that person morally, ethically, value-wise, and otherwise. In other words, you don't just like what they created in business. I know some people, I've had partners, who wrecked their marriage or their issue with their kids, but they were successful. That's not successful. That's a bunch of crap. But you see the Ferrari, that whether they rented it or bought it, you see the jet, you see all that stuff. Look at their whole lifestyle. I've, fall, I've gotten some nuggets from good mentors that I would never follow from a life standpoint. So be careful with that. Second, the success is important once you, you vetted that piece. The success is important, but the longevity of the success is super important. Have they in real estate, and I think in any business, but I'll only talk to mine, in real estate, please make sure they've been through at least two cycles, two cycles, because if they have, they've also been through some life events because that's normal in, that, in those two cycles. So for me, it might be all the way back to the early 90s, then the, the obviously 9-11, my son's accident in 2003, those life of beds shape you. And so make sure someone is like that in whatever niche you're looking for. I don't give it what Mark does, what I do, what anyone does. That's my opinion. So morally, ethically value business longevity. Fantastic. I think you could probably write a whole nother book on just that, Chris. And you've written, <laughs> you've written three books. So would you tell us about those books and then tell us about the special link for our listeners? Yeah. Yeah, so we wrote uh, Real Estate on Your Terms. It was revised, coincidentally. I can't say we planned it, but it worked great right during COVID. So we really updated it. It's important to be updated. Uh, Real Estate on Your Terms, uh, hardcover, uh, best-selling with Amazon. We have deal structures uh, over time. So we took all the deal structure videos that are on YouTube and all the nuances behind the scenes that usually Metro's not going to tell you because it's everything. We expose it. That's in that book. And then we have a brand new book coming out. Actually, as of the airing of this, we are at about the launch. Um, and that is sell with authority for the real estate investor because remember I said everybody needs a guide? Well, if you're the authority, they're coming to get, they're coming to talk to you. Mm -hmm. um, so that's important. We've got a link and, and you'll get the Amazon bestseller book and it's just wicked smart books, wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash not your average. Now, big point here, Mark, for them to know. It's not gonna say it's free, but putting the credit card for shipping for eight bucks because I can't stand those offers. This is free. You will get the physical book in the mail unless you're out of the country. We'll get your electronic link. We're going to mail it to you. You're going to get a package in the mail physically, and I hope you enjoy it. It's a tremendous gift, and you were sharing before the recording 
all the extras and things that come along with, and you're very generous to offer that to our audience. So thank you for that. And I just want to clarify for your, uh, for those not on the East coast, when you say wicked smart, there's no H in that's a S M A R T, right? Correct. That's why I wear the shirt 24 seven. So they know how to spell it and get on the website. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So it's wicked smart books, wicked smart books.com slash not your average. Okay, cool. Love it. I had to poke you on that one a little bit. I'm sure you'll get me on the uh, Midwest. I love that again every show. <laughs> yeah, right on. Love it. You can get me on my Midwest accent next time I'm on yours. So, awesome. well, great stuff, Chris. You're um, you're great. You're tremendous uh, success. What do you think you would want to share with your children? Let's say that you got grandchildren now. What are you going to tell those grandkids? Let's say you couldn't leave them your business. You couldn't leave them yeah. any of the success you've had. What could you give your grandkids to, to give them the best shot at the life of their dreams? Yeah, go find something you really, 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 really deep down love. Forget about the money for a second. And then go find someone that already did it to our coaching conversation. That's it. Hang out with them next decade. Love it. Love it. And I, I can see those grandkids uh, just making their first million. Um, keep it wait. up, man. Good yeah. stuff. All right. Thank you for coming on the show, Chris. And I appreciate you, all buddy. you do. Thank you. Thank you again, Chris, for coming on the show today and delivering so much value. This is one of those episodes I think you'd get a lot of hearing again and again. But Chris talks a bit about, he mentions it only briefly in this episode, but he talked about how he uses profit first alongside the bank on yourself strategy to make his business as profitable for him as possible. And I hope you caught that comment he made, almost slid right past it. This idea of banking on yourself using the profit first strategy. So we talked about how your money has to live somewhere when you get that profit, even if it's just $1, if you get a large windfall of any sort, whether it's a Christmas bonus or a tax refund or one of the three paydays that Chris mentioned, it's either gonna go into your lifestyle, groceries, gasoline, that sort of thing. It's gonna go to paying off old debts. It's gonna go toward taxes or it's gonna go into savings. Now savings can be anywhere, but. We believe, Chris and I both believe that bank on yourself designed policies is one of the best places to park cash. And since it's something that you can own, you can control it, and there are guarantees built in. So I hope many of you reach out to Chris and get to know him. He's a great man, great guy, building a great business uh, and helping a lot of people across this country figure out how to get into real estate without having to put a ton of money into the deals. For everyone here listening, I hope you took away some great insights on wisdom for your financial journey. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. And thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think and live different with your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.